Yo, 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 and welcome to episode 7 of the Nerd News Podcast. And this episode, um, at the time of my recording, we do not have any Demon Slayer, but we do have Black Clover, which I'll get to later in the podcast. We're going to start off with games today. Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC leaked trailer revealed officially. Um, it The game will be released on the anniversary of the game for PS4, but it will be coming out one month later than that for Xbox. Not sure if I mentioned this last episode, but Final Fantasy VII is a timed exclusive, which means it could come to PC, VR, or Xbox in 2021. Still... Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game. Never played the first one fully. I think I played like the first hour-ish, two hours, which literally was not even scratching the surface or touching it barely. Um, I mean, the game looks phenomenal. It really does. I can't wait to try it out with the new mechanics, although I really do like, um... What's it called? Turn base. Turn bases. I, I enjoy turn base so much. But we'll see how this new action style uh, version of the game is. Bayonetta and Vanquish officially coming to Xbox and PlayStation in HD and smoother gameplay. Um, you can order pre-order that on your system store. At the store, I believe. I know you can pre-order at Amazon for sure. Yes, there, it's a physical copy as well that you can get. And now, the Video Game Awards 2019, which was really, really sad. Only because Kingdom Hearts didn't win. It lost to Death Stranding, which was a little nuts. But, fuck it. Um, new DLC pack coming out from Marvel Ultimate Alliance on Switch, being the X-Men pack, which will have Phoenix, Cable, Iceman, and Gambit. Uh, no More Heroes 3 coming in 2020. That trailer was really cool. Doing uh, You guys should really check that one out. The No More Heroes trailer is fucking hilarious. Just, and the art style is really, really cool. Um, Xbox, most powerful, fastest Xbox ever, just announced its Xbox Series X coming in 2020, which has a more PC-like look to it than ever before more news uh on it actually came out the following day too so that is really good which i will go over a bunch of stuff after saying that uh a game shown by ninja theory which was hellblade 2 was shown right after that and it is really really cool now it was a cgi trailer but the trailer was made and then ran on the xbox the new xbox and holy hell that trailer looks so beautiful like that trailer looks hella fire you should check that out because it's just sick like i i after the 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 after the award show i turned on my tv went to youtube and just casted the freaking trailer for the xbox five times and then the trailer for hellblade twice and then i'm just gonna go watch it again after this actually because it's just a really good looking trailer um 
All right, now analyzing the photo of the X-Series, a new controller with what looks like a designated share button in the middle under the start and select button. That could be really cool. Saves you from double tapping home and pressing Y. Um, it eliminates a tiny step and it's a space of the controller that was never really used. So it's not really awkward or anything like that. It's actually just pretty good placement. Um, a new D-pad that, like the Elite controller, has filled in angles so it's easier to press the corners. So that's actually really cool. They also adjusted the size of the controller a bit to be a little bit more friendly to everyone and not just one range of people. And this controller actually works with your Xbox One X and your Xbox One Series S. Like actually mad cool I like that they did that the controller itself is like a backwards compatible controller and a forward compatible controller it's f fucking smart <laughs> and it will be the con same controller that is shipped with every Xbox uh, Series X specifically alright uh, it's very similar looking to the current controller too it is, and it's, um, it looks like, I'm not 100% sure, but it looks like the triggers have some type of grip or bumps on it to help fingers slip less. Kind of like, I think it was an Elite Controller that had it, or, um, oh, the, the, what's that shooting game? The Player Unknown Battleground controller actually has those grips, which honestly do feel a little comfortable it's just little bumps on it not necessarily like grip like the elite controller but it does keep my finger there a little bit better than the regular smoothness that lets it slide slide i'm really happy they didn't just do like a complete controller design like to a point where you can really tell the difference like a dual shock i mean not dual shock like um the duke to this type of big change the system the system resembles that of a pc tower shaped kind of um it's like a rectangle or an upright cinder block i'm cool with it there's really no reason reason to be mad at me for i mean mad at it for me if it's perfectly on my shelf like i can fit three of those in my gaming shelf where all my systems are and that is a win for me in size like i genuinely can't get mad at that you can also lay it flat if you miss flat systems like you can put it on its side like every system um the system uh is still trayless but it has a cd slot like the xbox one which is cool so no one has to worry about all digital yet thank god though Near the top of the system is a button which turns it on. Near the dish tray is an eject button. And under that, very missable in the picture that they showed, is the connection button to use for your controllers as well as a USB port. Possibly more USB ports in the back. They didn't show us the back of the system. I'm expecting to get like a full 360 view of the um, system during E3. 
The top has holes for air release most likely and to show the beautiful glow when it's on because it glows green. The system will have up to 8K possibilities along with 120 frames per second, limited only to developers. And by that, I mean if the devs want to make a game that strong, they can. But it's not the requirement. Uh, it would definitely be running 4K 60 though. That's 90% of the time going to be the minimum. Only issue, in my opinion, will be the name during purchasing. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll find a way to market it a lot better, but so people can understand what they're getting, but eh, we'll see what happens. More announcements were made, like Joker coming to MK in January, free control update out now with more exhibitions, and but March 26, new expansion pack 1 will be released. New Gearbox game called Godfall coming 2020 for the PS5 exclusively. It looks so good, but I'm a little sad. I would like a, a slash loot that's most likely coming out of that game. Nintendo Square Enix game Bravely Default 2 coming in 2020. New Warframe update released as well. A new player unknown game called Prologue. We didn't really get to see too, too much about that, but I can't wait to see what that is. Sons of the Forest is a new horror game that was shown at the awards as well. League of Legends series ruined King and Convergence about a character named Echo who can manipulate time and development for console and PC. 3.2020 releases Doom Eternal. Limited time event with limited cosmetics on Apex Legends starting now. Ghost of Tsushima extended trailer released. Catch it on YouTube if you haven't seen it yet. Gears Tactic has 40 hours of campaign. Turn-based high customization. Big bosses and a real good story, apparently. April 20th, 2020. New Melee game called Naraka Blade Point in 2020. Can't wait to see what that's about. Kind of want to slash people up if it's a little better than For Honor. I wasn't into For Honor too much. Wasn't a bad game. Just the mechanics were very precise. 9 to 5 is a new tactical shooter coming out soon in 2020. The Alpha specifically. But you can sign up for the beta today. New World, an MMO coming out May 2020 by Amazon Games for PC. The Wolf Among Us 2 has been announced, and I know a lot of people are really, really excited to hear that because there are mad Telltale fans out there. So I'm happy for you guys, and I'm happy about that game. Apparently, the first episode will be free. Fast and Furious video game, and it looks kind of like trash. It looks like a 360 game. And again, I'm not the one who cares about graphics, but this game just looks really bad. For a, you know what? I'm just gonna leave it at that. Fast and Furious game coming, guys. Yep. And for the game of the year, it was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, beating out Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Control, Resident Evil 2, and Death Stranding. Now, if you ask me, I think that's really flipping good. Like, that game is fire. It really is. But Control was so good, bro. And Control, I don't remember if Control won anything. Oh, Control won Best Art Directive. I'm pretty sure. But still, 
Control is such a good game. It's game of the year to me. Ghost of Shoot, I mean, um, Sekiro probably should have won like best action game in my opinion, but and I'm a little upset Gears didn't win anything. Uh, I think Gears should have been submitted to a couple more categories. That's about it. Um, uh, the Game Wars was really fun. I enjoyed watching it. The reveals were really cool, and I can't wait for E3 now to see more about the stuff that I've seen, and I gotta see what the PlayStation 5 is. They showed us a game, and that was it. I mean, I honestly am not surprised that they didn't show the PlayStation 5 there. I was extremely surprised they showed the freaking Xbox there, but I'm happy I was able to report that. Alright, some tech news, just a little, two small things. Lyft is trying out a car rental service where drivers as young as 22 can rent a car for as low as $35 with no mileage limits. A maxed out Mac Pro will cost you $53,000. Movies and TV. Wonder Woman trailer dropped this week and boy am I excited. She swung on lightning and she donned an awesome new suit. Wish they didn't show the suit yet, but I'm here for it all. One of my favorite DC movie series right now. Can't wait for next year. Shazam dropping April 2022. I saw Knives Out this week. It was a really interesting movie. It was like a really funny version of Clue. Lots of twists and turns before we get to our actual answer, but it was worth every second. The only movie where I really didn't know when a good time to go pee was, actually. Although I've yet to watch it, I think it's a 2020 thing for me now. The Servant has been picked up for a second season by Apple TV Plus. On to Crisis on Infinite Earths, part one through three. We're gonna go really out of whack here, or order. Um, I'm starting off with Constantine and Lucifer helping to get Oliver's soul back because Oliver died in the first episode, which was extremely sad to me. I actually shed it a, 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 a tear, bro. Like, I was sad. I was like, no, Oliver, no. So what happened was, um, after he died saving Supergirl's Earth, he um, he died, and then his daughter wanted to get his soul back because she heard about the Lazarus Pit from Nyssa, and then they ended up putting him in the Lazarus Pit, and then her and Diggle... Um, went with Constantine to his hell to try and bring back his soul. But before that, they went to Earth 666 and they met with Lucifer. And he was like, yeah, Constantine, don't know why you're here, but fine. I owe you a favor, apparently. And here's a card. Use it. Make sure you don't stay there when it fades out. And I thought it was a really cool interaction. And it just makes me want Constantine back even more. Because it'd be really dope if we could have Constantine-Lucifer crossovers. I think I'm going to start picking up Lucifer comics. I already started picking up Constantine comics. Yep. Might have to add that to my to my boat but yeah i thought that cameo was really really cool and really fun sadly um 
Sadly, Oliver didn't come back. Not the way we expect. Because Oliver is now the Spectre. We had a super brief meeting with Jim Corrigan. And he was telling Oliver, Yo, it's your time now. And Oliver's like, uh, what? And he's like, I am the Spectre and it is your time. Looks him in the eye and transfers the spirit of God's vengeance into him. So I can't wait to see what that's going to, what's going to come with that. Maybe they're going to start using the Spectre in Batwoman or some other thing. I'm not 100% sure, but Oliver is now the Spectre and he disappeared. Wild. Batman's appearance, um, he was a broken man and he just got done beating Superman not too uh, long ago. And it was very, very interesting to see happen because what we saw was a Bruce that trusted absolutely nothing more than Bruce already trusted nothing. Him and Kate met again and he was telling Kate how the the supers or the Kryptonians at least, they are um, not trustworthy. And he gave her some kryptonite to use on her Superman friend. Which means there's a small chance we might get a Batwoman versus Supergirl fight in the near future. That, that'd be really cool if that happened. Or in this one. Who knows? Might turn evil. That'd be fire. We also have the fact that everyone got sent to the vanishing point. A point between time and space. And Lex subbed out. Superman for himself. So Superman was supposed to be there with them. And then Lex was like, ha ha ha. No, you're not. And used the book of destiny to bring Superman to the earth that died and to switch spots with him. So he wouldn't die. And man, is that a dirty trick? But it's also a Lex trick. And it's fucking annoying. I don't know how I feel about this Lex Luthor because I don't watch Supergirl. Forgive me. So I'm really not sure how I feel about the dude. I mean, he's not horrible. It's just, he's not how I picture Lex Luthor. Although, the show is doing really good right now with this crossover. Fuck with it. I hate how Black Lightning kind of just came out of nowhere and then his Earth just died. But, um, yeah, Black Lightning's in there right now. And shoot, he just like had a very minor role so far. And I think he's dead now, too, um, because the antimatter wave consumed a lot of things. Arrowverse just killed off like everybody except for six people, actually. It's nuts, like really nuts now that I think about it can't wait for the next three which i believe are coming in 2020 great comic news rumor has it that john ridley will be taking over batman starting with number one after the end of 100 on the series of batman that we are on right now and there will also be a change under the mask which will be luke fox going forward but this is all rumored right now Zack Snyder had a plan to kill Batman at the end of his Justice League trilogy, and I'm not mad. Not mad at all. First, I thought he meant, like, Batman trilogy, but no, no. 
end of Justice League, Batman will be dead. I would have been okay with that. I wouldn't have been too mad. Batman 91 will feature Harley Quinn as a sidekick, supposedly. And a new villain named The Designer will be introduced in Batman 80. And that's five issues after King's Run. Actually, that's mad weird. I think I meant 90. Ha ha ha. But yes, that would be very interesting to see. I want to know who this designer person is. I mean, we haven't had many new, like, super new villains that end up being a huge role in Batman. Like, we had the Victim Syndicate, but, like, they were an arc. We had Arkham Knight. But Arkham Knight also existed in the game. It's just a person under the mask was different. Hmm. I really have nothing to say about this new character just yet because they didn't really say anything about it. But we'll see what happens when um, we start getting that Batman in. And then our anime, which is Black Clover, which was kind of just them getting their Black Wolf friend back and... um everyone well not everyone the black bulls ended up staying to help fight back mad um the elves who were fastly approaching and asta and all of the team captains and noel and um mimosa they all went to go uh, chase captain yami and the black hole that apparently went into a very big building and we only seen one fight and that was the vermilion family just the eldest sister and brother and they were fighting the veto reincarnate and i forgot the other dude's name but man did they beat the shit out of that those people like it was actually really really good i love the way they did it i mean black clover's animation is not horrible for this scene they did it pretty well i like the way things get destroyed in this show but oh man when i tell you that thing was actually just really cool it was really cool like i was just mad excited i can't wait for tuesday i can't always wait for tuesday like black clover is just fire it's really really good it just gives me naruto vibes all over again but anyway that was about it enemies got destroyed i enjoyed it but what i'm really waiting for is someone to find out that um freaking the magic wizard is dead or or wizard king is dead or if he's alive secretly i'm waiting for um you know to pull up i'm waiting for asta to meet back with you know and yami i'm waiting to see asta go full black or at least as full black as he plans to go and i'm like seconds away from reading the manga because yeah and sadly at the time of me recording this there's no demon slayer to report on so i'm very very sad for you guys i'm very very sad for me because i need my demon slayer fix like a sap bro a flipping sap And then the comic corner came. And once 
Spider-Man number 35. Spider-Man is swinging through this now Doomran city. Some of the leftover heroes are helping fight, but most of them are off planet. Swinging around, he meets up with his sister again, where he finds out that it's not Countress Korkov who's behind it all. It's really Chameleon who's pulling the strings that led to the assassination. But on the flip side, the Countess sets him up and tells Doom of his location. But in comes crashing Peter and his spy sister. And she shoots Chameleon in the arm to make him drop his disguise as a Doom servant. She gets the info she needs from him, leading to the shooter, who they plan to bring in and capture. And then maybe even give him to Doom. They go to the location only to find that the shooter is dead and he was just a clone anyway, who tends to upload his consciousness to like new bodies every time he dies while trying to figure out what to do. With both of the people that Doom was looking for, Peter takes out the clairvoyant that he had in his that he had his class partner was giving to him to work on it, um, and tries to use it to answer questions of what to do. Now, when he does this, he gets thrown into a stream of time in which he meets Lila, the assistant that was helping Miguel, who helps him with his hard choice. Spider-Man uses Chameleon to try and trick Doom, but it doesn't work, and Doom blasts two people with a high amount of energy, and we will find out more in two weeks. X-Force number two. Following the death of Charles Xavier, Magneto tasked Gene with bringing him back using Cerebro. He planted it in other sides of the island, but we still wonder what's wrong with Domino, as she hasn't made contact. Wolverine storms off the island to get answers his own way. Gene and Sage peer into the body of the assassin that was sent to Krakoa. They find out that the bodies had part of Domino in them, which is why the island let them in. But they also found out they were engineered, man-made superhumans, but not to perfection. Back with Wolverine, who was checking airport surveillance, but gets met by Kid Omega, who works with his... He has his own way of working, per se. He was only there because he was pissed off and he wanted to take his anger out by finding out all these people who they were. So him meeting Wolverine was a little easy because Wolverine did not really understand how to work a computer. So he ended up helping him out with that. And then they take off to venture to a place that Kid Omega took note of. In this warehouse, they find human beings printed to exact features after getting attacked by one of them wolverine realizes the enemies put up a psionic block tells kid to go find omega uh, domino and boy does he they have her stuffed in a tube and they slowly are taking her skin to fuse it with other printed beings in issue number three of x-force continuing the case of domino she's been skinned apart piece by piece as a man in the underground human club is talking to her, the Peacock Man, about how she will be their walking skeleton key, as man always finds a way to triumph over certain obstacles, helping them pick the locks of evolution. This was before Kid Omega and Wolverine found her in a tube. Now, back to present day. Wolverine makes a comment on the Kirkoan command, and Kid Omega points out that it could never work that way. That's why Domino is being locked up and used the way she is. The command was that mutants shall not kill man. But Wolverine objects to that statement 
but does agree he's pissed at the human's actions and frees Domino. After freeing her, they get attacked by a bigger printed mutant. And we switch to Krakoa. Beast asks a question, which I find quite interesting. If they can bring back Charles, that might mean the mutants may never have to fear death again, which would make them reckless. But Jean disagrees here and says that without death, life is less about her and more about them. Successfully using Cerebro, she brings back a mutant. Back with Domino, the Domino rescue, uh, rescue team, Domino tells Logan, Logan to cut her power dampening collar and Kid Omega gets his powers back and shreds the printed beast down. Back at the healing grounds, someone swoops in just as the two occupants leave and they kill the only captive they had who was pulling this mysterious act. After Xavier shows his face at a random press about his death, he goes back to Kokoa to tell his mutants, his X-Force. And he lets them know that he's continuing his stance, but we're going to be a little bit more aggressive about this. And the enemy being Zeno plans to hit them 10 times harder than they already did in every possible way they can think of. In X-Men number three, our story starts in the Savage Lands where peaceful mutants are tending to Krakoa and flowers, but they get invaded by some old ladies who actually come to steal the flowers and learn about them. They want to use them for their own gains. A lot of the humans are really, really jealous. And they're just trying to steal Krakoan things and get rid of mutants in any possible way they can. Cyclops takes the Black King. I'm sorry. Cyclops takes the Black King and Emma Frost with him to go see what's up. And while the Black King gets beat up, Cyclops gets gunk on his visor. Emma turns to a diamond and one lady tells her why they did this whole thing. And then they run off with whatever they could of the flowers, which is kind of a problem that has now been brought up to the council. On to the DC side of things, we have The Flash 84. Following the collapse of Central City to the hands of Captain Cold, really King Cold now, uh, we have The Flash fam teamed up with Golden Glider, who is helping them get the enhanced pieces of Mirror Master's Mirror to defeat Cold. As they come into Weather Wizard's territory, Flash learns the hard way that he'll need to do things in a way he isn't used to. His powers are overcharged due to the death of the Speed Force, but now they cannot control their speed powers. He ends up working with Wizard and Glider together after discussing Lex and the tech he gave Snart. They realize he didn't explain everything to them and that his plan was also to destroy the world which Cold is slowly starting to realize himself. The rogues call Heat Wave to help figure out how to hold the speedster in control because apparently Heat Wave has very, very, very good uh, training with keeping things that are out of control under control. And we will see them take down King Cold in the next issue. Now... Batman Detective Comics was really good this week. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. It's issue number 1017. And it's really just about Bruce. This is also after Alfred. It's about Bruce kind of using the Bruce persona a little bit more. It's a, a nice little one-off story. 
he gets word that there are kids who are running away or being lost from his orf- his mom's orphanage. So he calls in Damon to help him investigate this after he goes in there and talks with the head of the um, orphanage. And it turns into a very good mystery. Damon's out collecting information while Batman's being Batman. And then Damien comes back to him with all the information about how kids have been getting kidnapped. Um, And he finds out the missing kid. And he's in the snow, the missing kid. He ran to go get help because all the kids were getting kidnapped and uh, sold off somewhere. And he just wanted to go find a safe place for the kids to go, someone to help them. But he couldn't make it. And it was really nice and touching and heroic. And I just really liked the way they did this. It felt very detective-y. Batman took on his Bruce persona and used his powers as Bruce to have the head arrested. But I want to understand who was paying these people. That's the only thing. They did this. Bruce found out all the answers he needed. And then months later, he found all the kids. And then he built... Uh, extra wing of the orphanage that he named after the kid that they found in the snow and supposedly people were paying him so i'm just trying to figure out like i mean not paying bruce but paying the man who let the kids get abducted and i just want to know if these people are going to play into anything later or if this was just like a really one-off story and nothing else is coming from it but it was really good and i highly recommend that specific issue of batman detective comics if you want something batman but you don't know where to start that is a good place to start because it's right after some very interesting long events that happened due to year of the villain and that is it for the week next week will probably either be a no episode or a very light episode it really depends or i mean the week of christmas yeah so the week of christmas will either be no episode or very light episode it depends or maybe it will be a flashback episode and i would just talk about all of my favorite things from 2019 in gaming comics and tv um but yeah that's it for now and thank you for tuning in i gave you guys 34 minutes of content and i will see you next week I appreciate all of you. Have a good one.